0: It is super powerful, and it has taken a huge mental load off of our little team that works in my inbox because we were spending a lot of time trying to track our email and make sure we didn't miss things, make sure we followed up as needed, and Boomerang takes all of that.
1: Welcome to the Get Real Podcast, your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because
0: somebody's got to tell it like it is.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Marchant, solo today without Ron, but I am joined by Jackie Hansen, our Customer Experience Manager at RP Capital. So she's my right hand in so many ways in helping us get property, have our clients have a good experience long term. So welcome to the show, Jackie.
0: Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, we are continuing a conversation that we had last week. I would love feedback on this if this is helpful cuz man, I feel like I have so much more where this stuff where this comes from. So, on the predictive index test, we've talked about that on the podcast before. I'm a captain and I love managing a ship, I guess. The only way I can relate it, that I love organizing. I love detail. I also really love working with clients. But the detail part of it is probably why I love working with clients so much. And so I have always been a doer, lots of tasks. I am very task oriented. As a young child, I wrote to-do lists and put wake up on my to-do list just so I could check it off. (laughs) I wake up, get dressed (laughs) every day. And so I loved that I could start my day by checking off like, Five things like killing it, taking names, right? So, um, I think that that is a really an important part of understanding this episode is how to effectively communicate with your property manager, with your team at work in the office, with even communicating with an assistant or a spouse in managing a real estate portfolio. So, we're going to get into some kind of tips and tricks in communicating. So Jackie and I are both pretty passionate about this and excited that it's something that has changed the way we do things in the office and has made us more effective in communicating. So.
0: Totally. And buckle up because Heather's got a lot. She (laughs) she thinks that the way she does things is normal and it's not. (laughs) So I kind of forced her to do this training for our team because I was seeing things happen and fall between the cracks with every member of our team because no one is like Heather. So listen up. You're in for a good one.
1: Well, That's so funny because I remember saying that like, Jackie, really? Like, you want me to do a training on email management? Like, that's so boring. Like, yawn. Are you kidding me? And I felt like people would come out of there going, yeah, we've used email before, Heather. We're not idiots. And when the training ended, everyone was mind blown and shared all this great feedback that it was so helpful for them. And I was pretty shocked, honestly, because you're right. I really thought that everybody did it the same way. So
0: I knew it. (laughs) You are the anonymous. It's not the norm.
1: (laughs) So I would say first and foremost, I manage my email. This is probably like sets the stage for about everything else. I manage my email like a to-do list. So... If I have a junk email account, which I do have, I have an old, old Hotmail account from when I was 12, my very first email account. And I still manage that. And I segment out like a different bucket for the stuff that actually requires me to do things, even though it's literally used for junk mail, I just, that's just (laughs) how my brain works. So (laughs) I don't keep it as detailed as my regular inbox because there's so much spam mail, but I do make sure I have like a segmented out portion for things I need to save and important documents that I need to keep. So like orders and receipts, invoices, things like that. So anyhow, that's beside the point. So when you manage your email, like a to-do list, the first thing that Jackie, you said you didn't know about it which I, yeah, is archiving in Gmail specifically. But I know other email platforms have archiving. So I archive everything. I don't have to delete everything. Deleting takes it totally out, right? I think mine stores for, I think for like 30 days and then it's gone permanently. So I like to have a record of almost everything. I will delete things that I'll never need to see again, such as spam mail, but I definitely do archive just about anything. So my email, I think there's like three people in the company that have my username and password to my email because I keep everything. And so when we need to look up something that happened two years ago, it's in there. So archiving is a really good way to keep your email clean, but have it still a record, right? So... Yeah. Only delete if you never want to see it again. Other than that, archive. That would be. I used
0: to think archive, I would hit it on accident and I'd be like, where did that go? I don't know where that email (laughs) is. Like, (laughs) they used to try to store things in folders and keep things managed that way. So when I learned archiving from you, it was a complete game changer, which leads into which I don't know if this is our next, but searching, which I think you should talk about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So these
0: archived emails.
1: So this is something you guys can use in managing your property manager, doing really pretty much anything in your life. I am consistent on subject lines. So I put the property address in the subject line. I use a lot of like, I'll say question, colon, and then the property address or whatever. So I questions about example, but I'll use something to separate the property address with a colon a lot of times. So that way, when I go to search things, I know how to find stuff. Yes. So that may not be something you can implement obviously from past emails, but going forward, when you email your property manager and you want to be able to find a record of it, use a consistent subject line. And if you hit reply, you can still edit the subject. So that way, when you come into your inbox, say it's about a repair, that maybe it's a furnace repair or something like that. You could put furnace repair in the subject line of all of your emails so that it's really easy to track and find emails. A lot of clients that interface with me are now going to recognize this and it's going to wig me out a little bit, That they'll know that I'm doing it. But all of my emails pertinent to a new executed contract, I'll say your purchase colon and then the address. So I've been doing that for years. So the team can go in and they know like my code. (laughs) And so they can search and find just about anything. And I can find emails really fast. So that way you have a record, especially with your properties, but with any area of your life, a bill that you're disputing or whatever that you can make sure. And that's not a make or break. It takes two seconds, but it definitely makes things feel more organized for me.
0: Totally. And I've implemented that and it's been a complete game changer. Yeah. Being able to search. And a lot of times you can just type in the first few words and you're able to see it. Gmail gives you five or six options of what they think you're searching for. And it's often in that if you've set things up right, like Heather does. Yeah.
1: And I do have a little secret sauce with property managers or when there's something like a repair and it needs to happen, like maybe my power's out. I have this client had the power out on their property this week, so it came to my mind. There's like a power outage at my property. It is urgent. I need L hands on deck and it's important. Then I will use all caps, I know, prepare yourself, all caps, (laughs) urgent, colon, and then the property address or repair or whatever, right? So that urgent, you do not want to overuse or no one's going to listen to you. It's kind of like crying wolf, right? But if you use it really sparingly, I've used it with insurance agents. If I need a quote and I need it today and I don't have any time, a closing's happening, I say urgent, like hair on fire, get this to me right now. And I say it's worked 100% of the time. I can't think of one time that it hasn't worked, but I also don't use it very often. You don't. So, <laughs> that is one other really good tip. So you just want to make sure that you're really clear in your communication and a really good tip that ron always gives me too is he says if it's more than a paragraph make a phone call and i shared last week too that if you make a phone call then follow it up with a recap email so you have a record especially if it's a really important phone call that you had with details you'll always think you'll remember maybe i have early dementia i've joked with my husband that i have early dementia but there's just a lot going on and so getting a paper trail in an email is super helpful. Yeah. Then another one is you can clarify if you get copied on an email, and this happens a lot with our clients, I've noticed, like, are you passing the ball to me? Or are you passing the ball to Heather? Or are you passing the ball to title? Like who exactly, when you get copied on an email with 15 people, look for, in if it doesn't tell you in the body what you're responsible for, just respond and say, Hey, who's owning this? I love when my clients do that actually. And also in Gmail, I know you can now at people. So you use that ampersand symbol and then type their name and it will link it for them too, so that they can see in blue, like, this is what I need you to do. Right? So I've also color coded emails that way before too. Like blue is Carla and yellow is yellow is bad, but orange is Jackie. And so then everyone's really clear on what they are doing. So another really powerful one. And then I would say another really good tip for a cluttered inbox. We had a client that reached out to you, Jackie, and just said, man, I can barely keep up. I'm missing emails. And that tells me that he probably has a bunch of email lists that he just deletes every time and never reads them. You may think that you will read them. If you don't, you just unsubscribe. Just do it. I've unsubscribed from things that I've had good intentions of reading and have not read for six months or a year. And I call it <laughs> and <Yeah>. I say, <laughs> unsubscribe. I think you said you just did that earlier today, right, Jackie?
0: I did. I had two that were coming into my work email that I'm like, I'm not using these. I'm unsubscribing. Like yep. for whatever reason, sometimes you have to be told to do that. So we're telling you unsubscribe. If you <laughs> see one come through and you're going to delete it, just take the extra second and unsubscribe. Yeah. Gmail
1: even has an unsubscribe button now that even makes it easier. So at the top, there's lots and lots. Okay. Now this is switching gears slightly. In Gmail, specifically the web based version on the right hand side, there is a task. I don't even know when that first came to be you guys, but there is a task that you can now utilize. It's like a to-do list and you can sync emails to it as well. You can better organize your inbox with having a task list on the right-hand side, it's kind of like your bookmarks bar that pops up in any web browser. It's sitting there in front of you saying, Hey, these are the things you need to get done today. I have absolutely loved that. And my assistant taught me that I didn't even know about it. Yes. So
0: <laughs> she taught all of us. Yes. It's a great
1: power, power in collaborating for sure.
0: And it's another good way to help. If you start managing your inbox, like a to-do list, like Heather does, but you're like, oh, I need to do this, but I don't need to leave these three or four emails sitting in yes. my inbox to like bother my brain, right? It's like that visual clutter thing, but on an electronic level. Just type it in a to do, and then you get that satisfaction of just clicking it off know, the check. It's so, so nice. beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah, first I once learned that there's a dopamine rush every time you do something like that, and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm a junkie. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love that dopamine release of checking off a to do list. So, okay, another cool. Feature feature that you may not, there's actually two, you may not be aware even exist in Gmail and you can turn them on in your settings is undo send. And it may pop up in your account naturally and you may not know. But after I hit send on an email and then I realize oh, I didn't attach something or, oh, I forgot to copy someone or whatever, reduces clutter in your inbox to just hit undo. And it's about, I want to say it's like five... Seven seconds, maybe up to 10. Maybe if you hit undo, it will bring the email back and you can go and edit it and then hit send again. So I don't even know how many times I've used that, but embarrassingly, a lot of times.
0: I need to set that up. I meant to after our training and I don't need it very often, but there's been twice this week that I'm like, oh, and I've had to send like the follow-up email of shame. Like <laughs> I really miss this. Yes. So that's been on my mind. I'm going to put a to-do on that. Today.
1: Yeah. Get a that task that. on that, Jackie. Yeah. yeah. It's really easy to set up. There's also a send and archive button that you can utilize. So once you send the email, it automatically archives it. So it's taken care of. It's done. If I hit send, if I still have to follow up on it, but if otherwise I always use send and archive, it's out of my inbox, out of my way. My assistant angel knows how much I love an empty inbox at the end of the day. Not that I don't want to have any emails coming in, but that I've like, taking care of everything on my list. Yeah. Every time it's empty and there's literally not one email, one of us for sure will screenshot it and text the other person, like, do you see this? Like (laughs) (laughs) it's so exciting. So sometimes it'll hit in the middle of the day. But I will tell you, it's probably only like once a month that I hit that. Like absolutely nothing to follow up on that isn't on my task list, of course. So maybe that's why I've done it more frequently now is I have that task list on the right. So And then another tip is boomerang for Gmail. You can Google that. It's a free service and it will send a certain number of emails unless you pay for it, but it will send a certain number of emails back to your inbox. It will track if you're asking someone a question. Great for managing your property manager. That if I ask my property manager a question, good example is I have a property that's had some vacancy issues and I have a property that's had a tenant not paying due to COVID. And I follow up regularly and I say, Hey, can you give me an update? That's all I do what's happening or is it marketed for a new tenant yet? Has that tenant moved out all those things? And if I don't hear back, it comes back to my inbox. I feel like we need a moment of silence like a boomerang. For that i know exactly like a boomerang so it comes right back to my inbox and it says you sent this three days ago there was no response to your question it just knows that you asked a question that no one ever responded to so sometimes it'll come back and someone texted me or they called me and so i just archive it right it was handled but i would say 50 percent of the time i never heard back and then i do the hey following up on this and i didn't have to use any of my brain cells to remember to follow up on that. It's so nice. So great so nice. great resource.
0: Yes. Did you set it up in yours? Oh. Yes. <laughs> is my life. I've got to just say like my sister and i work in my email together and we have a lot like the bulk of our stuff is something that we need to follow up on, we need to track. We were using like our software to kind of track things But trying to track email outside of email is just kind of redundant, right? But this way it's like, okay, this one's super urgent. I can set a time for it to come back to my inbox. So I can set it to come back tomorrow morning if it's super urgent. I can set it to come back in a week. I can set it to come back in two days if nobody has replied. Like it is super powerful and it has taken a huge mental load off of our little team that works in my inbox because we were spending a lot of time trying to track our email and make sure we didn't miss things, make sure we followed up as needed. And Boomerang takes all of that like pressure off yeah. and all of the thought out of it.
1: And sometimes I feel like it makes me look like a superstar. Like I'm like, Hey, just following up on this. Didn't get yeah. a response. And I feel like people are like, how does she track this stuff? Yeah, I don't. Boomerang does. So really does. you can also do a delayed send. I won't call anybody out, but I know people on our team that will email at night, but don't want their clients to know that they work late at night. And so they will send an email using Boomerang and delay, send it. And so it sends like the following Monday morning or whatever. So, really, that can be really powerful. So, you don't forget to do something, forget to email someone. So, Boomerang's awesome. So, Boomerang for Gmail, you just Google it, super easy to integrate with your email yeah. account. Yep, love it. And I would say, looking through my list to make sure we didn't miss anything. I mean, there's folders and things that you can utilize in Gmail also to kind of group emails together. So if you have a long list of an issue on a property, or if you would just want a folder for each individual property that you have so you can track things better that way, that can also be really helpful. I don't really use those a ton. My assistant does, but I use just archive and the search because I'm consistent with my subject lines. I don't really have to have those folders, but those can also be really effective. So utilizing those. And then if you are looking, as far as organization of your properties, if you're looking for contacts. So for example, I had a client reach out yesterday and he said, I need a copy of my settlement statement. My accountant needs it for my taxes. I'm sure he's doing year end tax planning because he sold some property this year. And he said, I can't find like the email for the title company. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, let me teach you a tip. If you bought a property from us, you go into your portal and it's app.rpmarketplace.com. You log in and you can find the contacts for any purchase, even if they're old purchases. So if you need to reach out to the title company a year later and you don't remember who the title company was and you aren't good at searching your email, (laughs) but you will be after this, (laughs) you can go in and you can find who that person was, reach out and ask for those documents or better yet, they're stored in your documents section related to that purchase also. So we store all the documents in there, home warranty invoices. When clients ask me, hey i need to know who my home warranty is i'm like oh did you check your portal so the portal helps to keep organized less emailing back and forth or having to store old emails and things it's all stored in your portal and we're going to have an episode in a couple of weeks on our investor portal it may even be next week that we talk about how the portal is going to be a game changer for growing your real estate investments and how to keep track of things and stay organized so you don't drop the ball. It's going to be amazing. We've been working on it for two years. Just saying that out loud is both depressing and inspiring. (laughs) Two years. (laughs) So it's going to be really helpful in helping our investors to be able to track and know when they buy a property, if they're actually performing. Over the years, my clients will say, hey, well, I'll reach out a year after purchase. How are things going? And they say, "Uh, I think pretty good. Well, are you getting paid? Well, yep. Okay. How, what's your return on investment? Uh, About what you projected, I think. I mean, there hasn't been anything crazy. And I'm like, oh, okay. Awesome. So we'll take that question out of how's your property performing? It'll be, I know how my property's performing. It's right here in front of me.
0: So It's in a pretty little little setup in my portal.
1: (laughs) Right? A little dashboard telling you how things are going. So stay tuned for that. We have been in beta testing for quite a while, and I think we're pretty close. So we're really excited to share that with everyone and help people feel like they have their feet under them. These last two episodes were inspired by a client who feels overwhelmed and feels like he doesn't have his feet under him with his investments, with real estate specifically. He's a business owner. He works long hours and then thought this would be more of a side gig and it's turned out to be more time intensive for him. So the whole goal of our portal that we've built for our clients is to help save time for clients and understand how the property is performing. So all of these tips and tricks, and then on top of it, hopefully it will be way easier when the portal launches in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, it's going to be money. As Jackie says, <laughs> that's money. So, <laughs> Thanks for uh, listening. I, that's all of the email tips. Unless I can come up with some more, we'll do another episode. But man, this is compiled over years and years of learning how to better manage and communicate quickly and effectively in email. And like I said, in our first part of this series, we are in a day and age when you really need to be able to communicate using, I mean, video, like we talked about last week with Loom, sending that in an email, being really effective with your time and getting answers and documentation of your answers. I mean, it's a really powerful way to help stay organized in the day and age we live in. So thanks for joining Jackie. Thanks for being a sounding board for all of it. Cause I told Jackie, I'm like, man, this gets me all warm because I get hot in like physically because I just get I'm passionate about it. So I've always been passionate about it. So super excited to be able to help you implement it. So if you guys have any questions, please reach out, invest at rpcinvest.com. My assistant angel actually manages that email. So if there's specific questions you have on email management and the tips that we shared, I know that she knows more about it almost than I do at this point, cause she's amazing. So we'll help you and help integrate some of these features cause we've done a training on it with our own team. So yeah. super helpful. I've said super about 50 times. So please remember to subscribe to the podcast, share it with family and friends. So you're not retiring alone, right? Help others in your life, be able to think about their financial goals. And if you golf, I don't golf, but if you golf, you don't want to be hitting up your friends to go golfing and have nobody that wants to go. I have to work, right? So watch for ways that you can integrate this with people in your life. So you help them level up with their financial game with their real estate investments. So until next time, get out there and make something happen. See ya.
0: This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all
1: episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.